Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And on today's episode, we have a very special guest. His name is Sasha, and he's actually been to every country in the world. And he's actually our first guest who we've interviewed who's been to every country. The last guest, I think they've been to, a few of them have been to over 100. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're really lucky to have Sasha on the show today. So, Sasha, um, tell us firstly, where are you? Uh, sorry, sorry where, where are you from originally? And uh, what got you interested in traveling? It's a pleasure being on your channel today. And um, I am from Germany, but uh, I haven't really spent much time in Germany in the last 30 years. Uh, what made you interested in travel? I mean, you're from Germany. And then, uh, tell us about some of your first trips. Uh, uh, what caused you to travel? Um, I used to be a tennis player and I was quite fanatic about that uh, while in Northern Europe it is very expensive in winter to play tennis indoors and so I was thinking if I go to South Italy I could probably you know, take a tennis bag and play all year round there get better more quick and so you know I started hitchhiking down there and then you have different languages, you have, uh, you know, you find it very interesting. Um, so, then, yes. When I started to play tennis tournaments uh, internationally, uh, that took me to other continents and um, totally different ways of life. And um, uh, somehow that curiosity that grew, you know, the, the more I saw, the more... I wanted to see and interested I was in that and at the same time um, you know when you have done it before then you know that you can you can do it again so you lose your uh, what maybe a lot of young people may be having that the the fear that somehow financially you know that would be a problem but once you once you've, you you've done a trip let's say maybe you do a trip of four five six eight months I think that would probably change you quite a bit, and you um, life from a different perspective. Uh, it's I mean usually what the people think they uh, they want to make in order to stop working so that they can travel. That's usually the plan, but uh, but most of the real travelers. That um, and the you start traveling, the more confident will be. Um, people they, they use the bicycle, or I think hitchhike is faster, and the more people, but maybe sometimes it's more dangerous. You know, I've had my my arm broken with a gun in the. connection but my question was uh, what are some of your favorite countries 
out of all the places you visited? Any favorite cities or countries? Yeah, we lost. Hello? Yeah, we lost you for a second, Sasha. So my question was, um, you visited uh, pretty much every country. In the world, what are some of your favorite countries, continents, and destinations out of the last thirty years of traveling? Favorites? Come again. Oh, I was asking. Yes. What is your favorite city, country, or destination? We are either narrow. Um, Africa is my favorite continent. It's, uh, yeah, it's very real, very raw, and uh, you will never have big crowds of tourists there. <laughs> you know, maybe in Kenya or South Africa, and that's about it. And uh, tell us about the journey to 193. Um, was it very planned out? Like, did you do country by country, continent by continent, like, for example, all of Europe? Then all Asia, all Africa, or how did you uh, achieve the 193? Um, I think the most important thing is to keep your your enthusiasm going, you know. Mm -hmm. And if you if you do too much ticking, uh, I'm not so sure that's the way to go. Mm -hmm. For me, it was um, you know usually you know I was a tennis player, so let's say I, I you know I'm, I'm I'm trying to find a flight, I find the cheapest flight is going to Bangkok. And then after the tournament, maybe have some time. And uh, I say, hey, you know, let's go to Burma, let's go to Myanmar, let's go to Laos. And then, you know, a year later, in a different travel period, you say, okay, this time I want to go to South America, you know. And then you, know, you speak some Spanish, learn some Spanish, and then next time, you know, now it's time for Africa. Now, six years later, you're back in Asia. What do you do? You've been last time. You've been to Myanmar. What do you do this time? This time you say, okay, let's try to make it to Bhutan, you know. And then eventually, you know, if there's only two or three countries missing in one continent, uh, then it makes more sense that if, if you plan a new trip, especially after you know after my tennis uh, uh, tournament playing is over. Uh, to, to plan a little bit more, you know, but I was, you know, I was trying to do not too much zigzagging around because I think the world is too big for that. Uh, and also, I, I, I used to enjoy flying, but uh, I don't know, I, you know, flying, you don't really see the cultural change, the, the gradual cultural change between, uh, between where you come from and then, you know, why this place where you go to works the way it works. You know? But when you go from country to country and then from the north of one country to the south of that, then cross the border, then to the north of that new country, 
then you know exactly why it has to be like that. It cannot be any other way. And so that's very interesting. And um, yeah, it, it's, you know, nowadays airports, like, you get, you know, pushed through uh, security all the time. You do this, do that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, if you walk, or if you you know, if you're on the road, you can do your own thing. You can do your own pace. So there's a lot of advantages to that. Uh, you've done 193 countries, and you're still very young. Gray hairs here. <laughs> so, uh, what is your next places you want to see? Now that you've done every country, what is your next goal? Um, I I have not been to Russia, you know. I have only been on the Trans-Siberian train. Visa, so you don't have much time there. You know, you know, look around the city a little bit, and you have to go. So I, I, it's the biggest country in the world. Mm-hmm. So I try to give it uh, its adequate time. That's that's my that's my plan. And you also wonder, so um, you've done all the countries. What about all the territories? What is your goal there with the? Well, I don't know. I won't, you know. This, um, for example, I have not been to Chechnya. Mm-hmm. Chechnya used to be a dangerous place. And um, I was one time, 2007, I was in Azerbaijan, and they wouldn't even give me a two-day transit visa to cross over to the Ukraine. Um, so. You know, I'm happy now to have a good visa, and um, and uh, that that place, that area, Caucasus, especially, uh, definitely is going to be very, very interesting, very unique, and uh, unlike anything else that I've seen before. Then there's places like Kamchatka. You know, not many people go there. Um, it's uh, it's it, every country is different from. You know other countries, but there is there's regions. You know, especially in big countries. Um, you know, you can spend yeah, you can spend six months in in, in those in countries like China, USA, Russia, Brazil. You know, India, but you wouldn't spend uh, maybe two weeks in you know San Marino. You know, because it's a different country, but basically it looks similar to the surroundings, right? So um, I love I love to talk more about the finances. Obviously, it's expensive to travel, uh, flights, boats, trains. You do hitchhiking to save money. Some of the ways that you're able to make money so that you can travel. I um, I'm in the fortunate position that I'm a, you know I'm a tennis coach, and from time to time I you know coach people, coach teams, <laughs> coach players. I used to be a test days. I, uh, you know, I had a sponsor, and then you know, I had my return ticket flight. After that, I was trying to get through, you know, the tennis federation some papers that would allow me to enter a country with a one-way ticket, um, because uh, the reason would be, you know, that I don't know which other tournaments that I would be playing afterwards. So, so I don't know where I fly from there. With support of the you know international transportation, they would allow me to enter with one way ticket, and and then I would try to come back overland. You know, and take as much time. Usually, you know, usually don't worry too much about you know 
numbers and country ticking mm -hmm. and all that. Just you know, just you you know, you have a route, maybe interesting sounding names, interesting sounding cities or whatever you've mm -hmm. heard of a most beautiful beach or you know, some mountain. And just do a variety of things, you know, sometimes play tennis, sometimes just, you know, relax, uh, read books, sometimes go mountain climbing, sometimes, you know, go partying, maybe mm -hmm. for a couple of weeks, I know. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes only relax on the beach, go swimming, or go sailing, sailing, you know, do different things, or go, or go to the Arctic. Um, yeah, you know, when you, you just go overland from place to place, and and you just you know in some place maybe you just stay three hours and you just feel that there's nothing new there or there's nothing so interesting there and in another place uh, you can predict it because you it's the personal encounters you have that make the place very special. Nowadays, there's a lot of people, they, uh, they travel on um, coast or something like that. Something, I think a couple of those places, you know, you know, when you go in Cairo, you should go see the pyramids of course, you know, but, but a lot of times there's, uh, uh, there is like loads of tourists and the prices mm -hmm. go up. It's, it's a, uh, it's it, the open, and 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 um, you know, it's a little bit like you know, paying five thousand dollars for a camera or for uh, binoculars to go bird viewing, you know, and do nothing else in your life. I think the most important, you know, people, people, and um, yeah, I mean, that definitely will, will, you know will be, you know, more in your inside than anything else I'm having seen. So, I mean, if you're, you know, architecture buff or whatever, or history, and, you know, these things are also important, of course. But, you know, so if you have a personal connection, then you can spend three or six months in one place, you know, which I haven't really done hardly ever, but, um, but I can see how that, you know, would be, a, you know, not, you know, wasting travel life. But in another place, you know, like one or two days already feels too much. So it's, there's, there's a natural, you know, speed coming from that. And it doesn't really matter. I, I don't know. Uh, I always say that, you know, it's been difficult for my family because I want to accept that from the beginning, especially in my mother. Certain um, concepts you might play for my profession, but uh, usually I still for a new trip. I always take my whole life with me. It's possible that I never come back. In, in, in theory, I, I'll stay the rest of my life in, in, in the new place I'm going to. So uh, that's um, for me. You know? I, I don't know when I'm coming back uh, to you know where my parents live. Or, stuff it's, <laughs> it's for me it's the nicest thing to only have one small backpack and, and not not any valuable things in it makes you more
and and just just you know take your senses put them out there and you meet new people most healthy yes i agree on a lot of what you're saying sasha i agree about the people i mean i, I haven't traveled as much as you i've been to 66 countries on six continents I still have Antarctica to go in. I still have a lot of Africa. And I definitely, the highlights is always the people, especially with our kids. Our kids love meeting the locals. And here in Trinidad and Tobago, it is so hospitable. People are so welcoming and friendly. So definitely agree there. And I agree also about the traveling light. Travel with one backpack only because then you don't have to check in stuff. Uh, you can uh, just carry on everything. You can always have things secure. And I also like what you're saying about uh, uh, when you go to a place, pretend you'll never come back because you never know. You might never come back. So it's a very good philosophy. Uh, what is some of your most difficult things? I mean, what has been your challenging things when you've been traveling for 30 years in terms of the country or in terms of the visas? Uh, was there any countries that were really challenging to get visas to? Um... Um, I took about two months to get this Russian visa <laughs> and I'm really like, I don't really like bureaucracy and um, I mean some African countries, you know, I was, once I was trying to get a Guinea passport, some guy told me you can give me a Guinea passport and that, I, um, you know, I don't have to get, you know, 1500 euro worth of African visas all over the continent, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, you know he was he was just talking and uh, you know maybe <laughs> maybe I'm too well known to start <laughs> using in the past but just like that <laughs> no but um, yeah for example Algeria mm -hmm. um, they said it would take three weeks but then finally I had it in one day wow in Gabo and I had the visa because I was carrying the, uh, the, the the shopping bag from the the wife of the ambassador uh for 200 meters to her car you know I had, I had a visa in like 20 minutes without even filling the application form one of the most difficult countries in africa you know that's how it works there and, um i don't like i'm me i'm very bad with bribing i cannot bribe it's just it's, it's so sick inside and then and then um you know when some people would advise that in certain countries just done that way otherwise he will not pass the border you know and you know then I will just sit there for three days but I will not pay <laughs> um, maybe that can sometimes you know but it's just, I, I just cannot do it I don't know what about other challenges like uh, loneliness I mean you travel a lot alone do you struggle with loneliness or companionship or community tell us about those struggles mentally mentally emotionally Physically, I don't know. That's a little bit scary, you know. That sometimes I like to be alone so much, you know. I remember when I was on my on this first trip to to Italy when I was seventeen, and then homesickness was such a huge factor. Yeah, mm. not even twenty four hours. The next thing, I only had one feeling, and I just had to get back to the highway and get, you know, even if it was walking speed, but just direction north direction home that was the only thing that could pacify me <laughs> and now like you know 30 something years later i don't even know that feeling anymore it's almost like i arrived somewhere 30 minutes i'm like i'm at home you know mm. and I, I totally forget the people around me that you know i just met there they may be they may not be feeling like that 
but I, I just cannot help it. Um, yeah, um, it, that would be you know a big philosophical discussion. How much <laughs> of relationship is the need to yes. be with somebody, or how much is you know the nice feeling of being with somebody? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I can. Uh, I don't know. Like I, I have so many things that, for example, when you walk, you can think so well. <clears throat> do you know? Do you know Goethe? He's a very famous writer from yes. like two hundred years ago from yes. Germany. Yes, he's very he famous. He was already proposing that you know walking is one of the best things you can do with your life. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and and like sometimes you sit in front of the you know table and you don't know you know nothing comes to you but you're walking. And um, and then all these new ideas and thoughts come to your head. Mm -hmm. I don't know, like brainstorming. <laughs> what was your final country? Um, you know, you visited a lot of countries. What was the final one when you completed the 193, the United Nations countries? Um, the last one was Somalia. Mm. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, I had the last three were um, um, Somalia, Iraq, and Algeria. And the Seychelles. The Seychelles was, um, I had been looking for like a, a deal flight to the Seychelles for almost 10 years, but it never came. I think once there was something for like two or something, but then it was only a one way, but you needed a return, otherwise they wouldn't let you in, and then the return would be 700. I don't know. Mm. And uh, and then, you know, last year when I, when I taught tennis in uh, like in a boarding school in China, Mm -hmm. um, then I realized, oh, from there, the, the flight can be had for like 300, you know, mm -hmm. and, 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 and the good thing was that Seychelles is also a neighbor, you know, I mean, the ocean's in between, but it's kind of a neighbor of Somalia, so, you know, it was definitely easier in Seychelles to get there than from back home. Um, to come to, come back to what was difficult, um, when I arrived in Algeria in 2015, Mm -hmm. It was like I was like the last tourist there, and then you know maybe if you have a little bit of a beard, and then <laughs> I ended up every second day at the police station, you know, intelligence service, two three hours, always the same questions, and until they maybe googled me and I saw some a YouTube channel, and then they were like, oh, is that you? Okay, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, two days later, the same thing, you know. Mm. It was Algeria was a very very interesting country, but uh, yeah, too much of the police. So, what was the feeling like uh, to visit Somalia, your last country? Did you feel like joy? Um, you know, uh, yeah, there is a certain feeling of accomplishment, but again, you know, I, I I'm assuming that a lot of young people will be watching your channel and, and um, just and travelers these days um, first to be some kind of uh, senior professional blogger and um, you know every second person seems to have the goal after mm -hmm. they've for three months to go to every country in the world mm -hmm. and I just think that it's Totally idiotic, really. I can just, uh, you know, appeal to those people, or maybe some of them will hear me, you know, but that they should, they should just, you know, try to travel for the experience. I can understand that 
that a new country to to make a race I think it's because you have to have your senses open for all the things that can happen to you. Mm -hmm. And, uh, um, you know, I, you know, I, I, I'm sure that will be much more rewarding. Mm. So now that you finish your, uh, you know, all these countries, all these territories, what is your bucket list? I mean, a lot of people have a bucket list. Uh, do you have a bucket list? What is left to go for you? I'm uh, like 1997 and um, I do it again. But the but I was always postponed. He was also in Russia and I couldn't I I I I and and ever since you know I've been postponing it and you know it costs money and but I still I still want to do it you know later. Um, I have walked through the Congo for one month, you know, mm -hmm. from, from the southern side, from the Wumbashi, mm -hmm. from from the Zambia border mm -hmm. to the center of it, and. Um, uh, you know, some time to recover my feet and everything, blisters and bleeding, and um, and I would still like to uh, the other side, you know, to connect to you know where you know where I was on another trip on the north side, and then traveling the Congo River on uh, that's also you know definitely quite interesting. Things like that. It's, let's put it that way, it gives you more um, freedom, you know, more time to go back to Africa after you, know, you don't have to, you know, ask everybody's questions about why have you not been to 193. <laughs> <laughs> there was a couple of, oh, it was, yeah, it was in 2000, I was talking with a French guy in, uh, in Zanskar, in, um, in some valley in, um, in uh, Kashmir, India. And um, his father was also a traveler, and his father told him, don't go to Africa before you are 40, because if you go to Africa too early, you never want to go to anywhere else. <laughs> it's understandable, you know. It was, it's quite some good advice. Yeah. So how are you documenting all of these travels? When you, when you said... Excuse me? Oh, I was saying, how are you documenting it? Uh, you said YouTube, blog, social media. How are you documenting, how are you recording all of your travels? Um, that's a good at that. <laughs> it's it's uh, usually when I'm, when, I'm, you know, when I'm done with one trip, that's where I relax a little bit or, you know, I do a little bit of family time, you know, I, let my parents come to their ride. Then uh, I try to, you know, order the chaos a little bit.
need much time on this on this thing and um, uh, the traveling is definitely for and um, um yeah, it's a combination you know photos and sometimes the book nowhere uh, in 1995 three months loaded in three different and uh, regular diary writing stuff like that may be good but uh, uh you know i guess maybe i don't have the discipline for that or something. so there's the writer type there's the adventurer type it's more seen you know not just you know floating on excitement and then and 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 the other one is more like the observer who's always staying on the side of things and um you know if traveling can maybe teach you to uh, let go of your shyness a little bit and involve yourself, then hmm. you know, do it. When you said before that you've been to six continents, you know, I, I can relate to that because it was uh, it was in 1995 that I had been to six and finally in uh, 2010, you know, I want to go to Antarctica. And there, there is a second book in the bay, you know, and it's not the same. <laughs> so, what is uh, the website? Um, you have a few greatest globetrotters, and then your personal one. Tell us about the websites if people want to find out more information about you, Sasha. Globetrotters is um, for people all over the planet to join. I always uh, appreciate people from exotic countries you know mm -hmm. to also participate yes and, and and you know you can you can uh, list where you've been and uh, you know your experiences and um, have a photo there and um and uh, uh try and with my web designer you know to, to <laughs> you know models and everything you know we can still work on that a little bit but uh uh, the difference between the you know between the various clubs obviously is uh, is uh, what do you do you, do you uh, qualify as a as a as a something that separates that experience from another one and, mm -hmm. and why it's uh, it's maybe you know uh, also important for traveler. Um, it's. Uh, you know, some things have to be have become easier traveling. You know, with planes and all this, and um, and um, it's good to hear about places that nobody has been, and then yes. uh, because of that, they usually more interested. You know, it's it's so funny. Like, take the Sudan. Like the whole world says, "Oh, Sudan, you know, dictatorship." But then you go there, there's no other tourists, and you you walk down. You know the Nile, and the moment it's seven p.m., you'll you'll be you know people be standing in the, outside their houses and say, "Hey, don't you want to come come over here for tea?" And then, "Don't you want to have dinner? Don't you want to sleep here?" Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you're on your way the next day. I mean, I, I did walk sometimes at night because because of the heat. You know, it was much nicer to walk at night. And, uh, some more find orientation on, on you know on the on the star. You know. 
but uh, and that happens like every day you know like normally at 7 p.m people are calling you in you know? and uh, how can you ever make experience like that if you go to tourist places you know like mallorca or you know i don't know which place to name but um so it is good that that and those places sometimes are more dangerous, you know, because if there's a tourist area, then maybe you find tourist scammers, you know. But if mm-hmm. if you go with the crowd and you only, you know, you can only go to a place once it's being advertised agency or in the window of the travel agency, then, of course, you can never make your original experience. And maybe that's the most, the you know, the best qualifying thing. Why do you do this years and years of traveling to you know to find out more about this and eventually to feel that so strongly that you don't have to think about it anymore you can just feel it that it's the absolute truth you know from foreign affairs outside to tell you which country is dangerous and which is mm-hmm. not you know mm-hmm. you can just feel it mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, uh, we went to South Africa and, uh, you know, um, I'm from Canada and uh, the Canadian government said, don't go to Johannesburg. It's one of the most dangerous cities in the world and you're going to get car mugged and robbed. And, you know, we walked around, it's my wife and three kids and we felt safe. I mean, obviously we avoided certain areas and same thing with Rio de Janeiro. Everyone told us it's dangerous, but we walked around with my wife and kids to Copacabana and Panima. So I agree with you. I think at the end of the day, don't listen to the media. Don't listen to the websites or the government organizations. Listen to your heart. Listen to other travelers because usually other travelers can recommend what's good and what's not, right? I mean, definitely true. Um, when I was in Ethiopia last year, I was I met only one other backpacker couple. <laughs> uh, backpacker couple in, in the whole five weeks that was there. Yeah. Wow. And... Um, and um, so, I don't know why this is so extreme. Like um, we went to uh, we went to Johannesburg many years ago, and in the beginning, I remember I was walking around Hillbrow two o'clock in the morning and <laughs> running back to my hostel, and uh, mm-hmm. and then this, uh, he had the idea to buy a, a big place there that you know he got for like very low. Because it was the area was starting to get not so good. The idea was like if it's a hostel, um, then there will always be a lot of people, and because of that, it will be safe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that area became more and more extreme, and uh, mm-hmm. and finally that hostel was so isolated. Like mm-hmm. you know, getting there was kind of I don't know. Um, I was uh, a couple years later. I was there, and um, and it, it was like if you can survive walking around at three o'clock in the morning, only once. Uh, that's pretty good <laughs> so, um, sometimes there is you know some truth in it but um, um, you 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 know you learn for yourself you have to be the time for that if you if you if you you know if you want to learn through the group and you're the group that then maybe you're not really the travel type I think the traveler type is like a person that 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 has learned that those home experience that they've had with the, you know with their buddies and with their friends in, in the street, they are somehow not 
not big enough anymore and they are maybe a little bit too safe because they know how to you know react to every you know situation that can happen there and maybe they can only speak to ladies that you know they they've shared the same classroom with um since kindergarten and exactly the same thing is in their heads mm -hmm. uh, than in their own and that's why you know when they meet some some one thing somebody completely different it's so much more exciting you know? and you you would miss all that if you wouldn't travel yes so you know you shared a lot of information and i love um how philosophical you are too it's not just practical advice very uh, uh, philosophical and very uh, thought-provoking. Um, so any last words uh, to someone watching? I mean, there's some people who have never even left their country. In Germany, I'm sure some people have never ever left the country of Germany or the continent of Europe. I know in Canada, some people have never left their province. I know in the U.S., some people there don't is, even have a passport. There is, there is. Yeah. I, I now heard, I heard of somebody that wants to go, you know, their own country for the first time mm -hmm. in their lives. And, and for example, last year I was in Sri Lanka and I met some some girls, like eighteen-year-old girls. They had never left their city. Mm -hmm. They were living in the in this in the middle-sized uh, city in northern Sri Lanka, and they've they've never even been two hours away from that place in eighteen years. Wow! <laughs> so how are you trying to say to them? You know, I've been to every country in the world. You know, <laughs> I, can they even understand? No. So what advice would you give to someone uh, who hasn't left their country, who doesn't even have a passport, and maybe they want to travel, but they just uh, think it's too expensive, uh, they think they don't have time, or they're busy with their kids, or uh, maybe they have health issues, a lot of people have health issues, or maybe they have to take care of their parents. What would you say to them? Because um, I believe everyone can travel, uh, but there's usually limitations, uh, practical or mental. <laughs> what, what, have, what, what advice would you give them? I have, I have a friend. Uh, um, Iran, and he was he was hanging out in Turkey for you know a couple of weeks with couch surfing, and he told me, Sasha, sorry, I just have the worst passport in the world. I'm yeah, Iranian, and I can only travel to one country without needing a visa. Wow. And that was Turkey. <laughs> wow. So uh, you know what can I say? I don't know. I remember when I was in the, uh, you know I I liked Iran very much. I just remember one time. Uh, um, um, English bookshop. She's one of the few people that spoke some English, and uh, she told me to, you know, to visit that park in the evening, you know. And there, there, and I thought maybe, you know, I'll see her again. What happened? This this park was turning into a, a gay uh, venue, you know, in the evening. You know. <laughs> For her, it was a joke. I didn't like that joke very much, you know. I mean, you know, but. Anyway, I, I, I do have some, I usually tell the people that want to, you know, go to the next country or, you know, want to see more places, they should just, you know, join the traveler crowd. Because once you, once you have some stamps in your passport, uh, you know, the, the next border official will believe you that you're a traveler. But of course, if you only want to travel from your country to the US or to Germany or someplace like that, mm -hmm. Then and you, but you, uh, but you put in I'm a tourist, you know. Um, they don't buy it, you know. They they think you're an immigrant. Mm -hmm. And um, then on the other side, if you do travel, mm -hmm. 
be a traveler and three, four months later, they were already in the US, you know, and they came from, you know, some countries, you know. And, and the, um, yeah, definitely. Like, and then things go land country, they don't maybe Pakistan and India or something like this. <laughs> uh, so they're a little bit pre-planning. Usually my pre-plan is about three months. I don't really know what happens in advance. Mm -hmm. I think three months, it's, it's, a good, it's a good medium range to make like not a day-to-day -day plan, but just make a loose plan, where you're going to be. Maybe I'll be one week long on that place and then, you know, a little bit less time over there. Mm -hmm. Three months later, I'm exactly, you know, where I was thinking to be three months later. Mm -hmm. So it seems like there's no plan and, and chaotic, but actually there is some kind of red line through it. <laughs> um, yeah, like if you have those countries that don't like each other, then the, de uh, the trick is to, to apply for the visa in the one country prior to that, you know, coming to the last country. Which, uh, yeah, so, uh, and then when you go there, then usually there's also more people applying for the, that visa. That's why I get it easier. But if you're like a person, you know, exotic, you know, and everybody else doesn't get it, uh, then probably you also not get it, you know. For example, uh, in, that is very true in uh, in South uh, West Africa, mm -hmm. the uh, Portuguese area, you know, uh, which other Spanish, but uh, Gabon. It's that area is a little bit difficult with visas. Um, but uh, for example, once you're in South Tome, and then you speak a little bit Portuguese, maybe after some time. You can get the next visa, Angola. Mm -hmm. It's the same with Israel, right? In Israel, uh, if you go there, a lot of Muslim countries in the area like Syria, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, um, you know, Lebanon, Jordan, they don't want you to visit their country after visiting Israel. How, how is Israel these days? I heard from an American, this last country. Um, I don't know. I, I've been in Israel many times, and um, four four hours at the border. But uh, <laughs> really thought of it as being a difficult country to enter. I no, I mean know. going like, to other countries, the Muslim what? countries. So if you have a stamp, Excuse me? if you have your Israeli stamp, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, uh, then yeah, going to the other time, countries. They said to me, I had too many uh, Arab stamps in my passport, and that's <laughs> why they would only give me two days. Yes. Um, but then, then I, I said, uh, you know, I'm not happy with that. So I went to the boss of the, that post there, and he <laughs> finally said to me, no, no, you're okay. And if I had your passport, I would also travel around the world. Mm. And then he gave me he gave two weeks, you know. So Sasha, you know, you've shared a lot of info. If people wanted to find out more about you, uh, what are the websites if people uh, want to look up uh, more info and contact you? Seven Continents is my profile on Flickr, where my photos are. On Wikipedia, um, Getty Photos, my YouTube channel, sashagrava.com. Shut up,
more dogs. And yeah, there's a couple of newspaper articles, you know. You know, I would prefer to meet these people in person, you know, maybe mm -hmm. somewhere on the road, you know, maybe, you know, in Siberia, you know. <laughs> road of phones. Road of phones, the northernmost road in the world, has become quite famous among other travelers. Mm -hmm. An area where I haven't really been yet. So there's always things to do. Just, just the variety. I don't know. I think the variety. Inside, it's 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 good to keep you know a certain rhythm, maybe with food or maybe with exercise, you know, some kind of discipline. But then on the other side, it's also good to you know to do different things. Yes. Uh, from spirits, you know. Yes. If you, yeah, if you do something, that's that's the problem with jobs. You know, like jobs nowadays, they're so specialized that some folks are saying that almost like if you if you are too much of a thinker, it's almost impossible to job these days. Like um, it's a shame. I don't know. The most exciting job that you could maybe think of, you know, like pilot. That people tell me that once they've done the job for one year, it becomes a total routine, and, and, <laughs> and you know they rather not do it. Well, suspending your life. Do um, you know, I think that's much bigger difference than you know, you know the the digits on your bank account. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, follow your passion, and maybe your passions travel. And I totally agree with you. Uh, at the end of the day, you need to follow your passion, and uh, makes you happy. It will give you a lot of energy, you know, when you follow your passion. Um, you asked me about people who maybe have a disease or. I don't know so much about that. Uh, you know, I don't know how how severe diseases can be, but I know that a lot of you know the ailments they they can be, be uh, there's nothing better than walking. You know, <laughs> I always uh, feel it when I'm. That's when I when I do the sedentary lifestyle, it, it can only be like one month or six weeks, and, and blood pressure and uh, you know pressure in in the head and all that is already totally different. You know, it, it's so clear that that kind of life is more unhealthy than than moving and uh, you know maybe sometimes not eating. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you know it makes you it makes you more sensitive even in the head. You know, and, uh, mm -hmm. you know. The next day you carry less weight around with you. It's it's uh, yeah, you know maybe you may not even sleep well one night, but after three months later you look younger for some reason. I don't know why that is. <laughs> you know maybe you have to sleep outside, or maybe you know it's not it's not very you know like you you used to sleep back home on your down bed, but uh, but somehow uh, after traveling for a couple of months you look younger. So thank you again for your time, your insights, your experience, your tips. Uh, we uh, value it. I know you're traveling tomorrow. One more, one more. Oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. You have one more thing. Go one ahead. More. 
Yeah, like uh, one more one more thing about the traveling mm-hmm. life is that you know in most careers, especially in sport, you know, mm-hmm. when you hit 30, 35, it's kind of over. But in traveling, um, it's a little bit like you know the older the riper you get, the mm-hmm. you know the more you've probably seen and the more you can you know more interesting stories you have and uh, and can tell, mm-hmm. you know. So very good traveling. Uh, where are you leaving tomorrow, Sasha? I, I, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go to Madrid first, and then um, Pamplona. You're going to do the running of the bulls. Uh, let's see, let's see. I, I'm not going to say too much. I'm just I'm very excited about it. I've just read uh, Hemingway's book for the second time, mm. and um, yeah, it's a good uh, introduction to the the area. Mm. Awesome. Thank you again. Thank you very much. And um, I, I, you know, say hi to your family and enjoy your time in Trinidad and uh, the Caribbean. And um, maybe I hope to meet you one day in person. Yes, I agree with you. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, you know, the world is small and I'm sure our paths will cross. So uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning into this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery. It was our very first guest we've had who's been to every country in the world. And as you can see, he's very laid back, very easy going. And where you achieve your travel dreams, too. And it might just be traveling around your own country or uh, maybe going to the next city you've never been to or just trying out a hike you've never done or getting on a ferry you've never done. So highly recommend just starting to travel. And then soon, it might be you visiting every country in the world as well. So thanks, everyone. Uh, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes and YouTube. And uh, make sure you follow us all over social media. We're Digital Nomad Mastery. And happy travels, everyone. We'll see you on the next episode.